Hi friends! I'm your host, Taylor Yates, and this is our first official episode of the Confidently Becoming podcast. I'm so excited that you're here because today we're talking about what it means to be a Christian and what it looks like to be a faithful follower of Jesus. Our guest today is my sweet friend Callie Lightfoot. She's truly a confident Christian woman and honestly the inspiration behind this podcast. I would have these amazing conversations with Callie and leave feeling so full and empowered and I would just think, man, if these could be recorded and other women could hear them, they could have this same feeling and empowerment. So I'm so excited that Callie's here. I'm so excited that you're here. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Callie. Hi, friends. Hi, guys. So would you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name's Callie. Um, I'm a junior here at Texas A&M University. I'm a psychology major. I'm from Longview, Texas, a little town up in East Texas. Um, and yeah, I am a volunteer with Breakaway Ministries here at Texas A&M, and we just exist to help any and every college student take either their first or next step with Jesus Christ. And so, so excited to be here and just talking about what it means to follow our sweet Jesus. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay, so the first aspect of knowing what a Christian is and why we are Christians is the gospel. Yeah. And so I really believe that whether you're not a Christian yet or you've been a Christian for a while, hearing the good news of the gospel Mm -hmm. is either life-changing if you're not a Christian because you just, you get to hear the love of God and what Jesus has done for us. And if you have been a Christian for a long time, it can still be life-changing because you hear the gospel again and you're just humbled. Yeah. And you're absolutely just put in a place of awe again because sometimes as Christians, it's easy to forget how big God is and how much he does love us. So share the gospel with us, Callie. Yes, I would love nothing more. And I love what you said about, you know, even if you have been a believer for years and years and years, like, the gospel is something we need to be reminded of every single day. Um, and so I'm just so excited to share it with you all. Um, so essentially, the gospel, and what's cool is like the word gospel literally means good news. And so what is the story? Well, it's the good news of humanity being broken and sinful, um, unable to do good. Um, it's a story of our Savior, Jesus Christ, saving us from our sin and paying the debt we owe. And so essentially, um, it starts when the Lord created this world. He created it to be in perfect unity and perfect harmony with him. Um, But as we all know, in Genesis 3, um, we see the fall of humanity. When sin entered this world, Adam and Eve ate of a tree that the Lord told them um, clearly, don't eat of this tree, and yet they did it. They bought into the lies that Satan fed them, and thus sin was born. And from that moment on, every human as they entered the world were born a child of wrath, an enemy of God. And we see throughout the Old Testament all of these ways in which the people of Israel would try to be reconciled with God, whether it be 
animal sacrifices. I mean, you name it. You can go through the Old Testament and just see it all in every single time they failed. Nothing was good enough. And then we see after, I think it was 400 years of silence from the Lord, we see a baby being born of a virgin and his name was Jesus, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And so what that means is that the Lord um, came down to dwell among the broken. He took on flesh. He walked this world. He walked this earth, um, experiencing temptation, but not giving into it. He lived a perfect and sinless life, something that all of us are incapable of doing. And Jesus Christ being fervently faithful and obedient to his father um, died on the cross. Whenever Jesus was crucified, you know, leading up to that, um, Pontius Pilate, I think he was, I don't think he was a king at the time. I can't remember what his official title was, but he was doing something with Roman law. Like, because they had to get approval of the Romans to crucify Jesus. And Pontius Pilate, like, gave them an option. You can either crucify Jesus, who had done no wrong, or you could crucify Barabbas, who was a known killer. He was a murderer. He was an idolater. Like, he he was, like, the epitome of sin. I mean, we all are, but, like, it, it was so evident. And so they ended up letting Barabbas go free and crucifying Jesus. And as Jesus was crucified on that cross, he was paying the debt that we owe, that we're unable to pay. He was buried, and on the third day... He was resurrected. Amen. He walked Amen. out of that tomb. Um, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And we, um, when we put our faith in Jesus, we receive this free gift of salvation. That essentially means, you know, Jesus Christ saved us from our sin. He paid the debt we owe. He raised from the dead three days later. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And now when we put our faith in him, we receive that promise of eternal life. That this earth isn't our forever home. But we have a forever home in heaven with God and with Jesus. And that reconciliation that was chased after in the Old Testament was made possible by Jesus Christ. And so that is the gospel. Wow. It's just so good. <laughs> yes. You guys, it's so good. Um, would you mind sharing like your testimony? Yeah, I would love to. Um, so a little bit of background information about me, um, which is just providing context. So... I was actually raised um, in the Catholic Church, um, was never confirmed to the Catholic Church like my family was, but was raised going to Mass on Sundays, and honestly never had a relationship with the Lord um, until I was 17, and I was invited to go to a church camp um, with my friend's youth group. It was not a Catholic church camp. It was a Baptist one. Um, <laughs> that's important to know, I guess. <laughs> but it was at that camp when I was 17 years old where I really experienced the Lord for the first time, where he really met me where I was and made it known to me just how perfectly he loves me and how perfectly he welcomes my brokenness um, and how he has covered me with his blood and made me whole. And so it was, I was saved when I was 17. And from that moment on, my life has never been the same. Um, when you put your faith in Jesus, you're born into a family, like you're made new. And that, I, that's a, and testify like that's true. Um, God's redemptive love is powerful. And so from that moment on, um, just tried my best to chase after Jesus within that first year of being a Christian. Oh my gosh, I failed so many times. I still fail like we all do. But that first year, especially I was so immature in my faith that I, I was like stumbling every day it, and it was rough. Um, but coming to college and just finding my own way and finding a new church and seeking after community and really just allowing the Lord 
or not even allowing him, like he, like he needs my permission, but I guess humbling myself to see the Lord draw near to me in my loneliness within my first year of being a college student was so instrumental in just how he's grown me in my faith. And so the reason I share that and give that background is because like you asked, like, why are we Christians? Like, I think whenever you put your faith in Jesus, whenever he makes himself known to you and you receive that free gift of salvation, then it becomes like a no brainer. Like, Oh, I'm going to chase after the Lord with everything I have because he's worthy of that and more. And something that I love is that God is for our good and he's for our glory or for our joy, but more than that, he's for his glory. And so we as Christians, you know, when we put our faith in Jesus, we're filled with the Holy spirit It dwells within us. Um, and that gives us that passion and that fire to just know more about who Jesus is, to know more about who the Lord is and to glorify him with all we have, um, to represent him well in the Bible. We're called ambassadors for Christ. Um, we are to represent him well and go forth and make disciples and expand the church. That's the great commission we see in Matthew. And so I hope that answers the question. Like, why are we Christians? It's because man, why, why wouldn't we be, you know, it's almost like, I don't know, when people who aren't Christians, who are non-believers, it breaks my heart for them because, you know, I, we've been on that side of being children of wrath and enemies of God. And then when you're born into this family where you get intimacy with the Lord and he, he draws near to you and you draw near to him and, you know, you pray fervently, he answers these prayers and he's just so good. It's like, oh, my heart breaks for everyone who's not a Christian because, wow, Jesus is so sweet and so redemptive. and we're undeserving of it. And I wish everyone could just see that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Once you feel like, once you, you feel what it feels like to, um, just be wrapped up in God's love. It's, there's no, like, there's no better feeling. Like you want to pursue that and you want to do everything you can to get back to that all the time. So, um, so yeah, that's so good. And I love your testimony. It's really beautiful. And it also shows that like, you don't have to be born into a Christian family yeah. to be this confident Christian woman that you are today. Yeah. And also, it shows that, um, like you said, once you got to college and you found a community, that's where, you know, you grew the most. And yeah. that's also my story. Yeah. I think it's, like, what's really cool and I think so important to note is, like, God loves you so perfectly and so fully. And part of what that looks like is that he loves you enough not to leave you where you are like when you're living broken and dead in your sin like he loves you enough not to leave you there but to pull you out of it and to correct you when you fall back into it and I think that's something that whenever people put their faith in Jesus it's hard (laughs) um because the Lord does convict and he does correct and that doesn't feel good right And, and people like to think when you're Christian like oh your life is just easy and that's not the case not at all The next question or kind of topic I want to discuss is just what it means to be a faithful follower and not just while we're Christians, but like, you know, what are the things that you do that make your relationship with Jesus stronger? Yeah, I would say one thing um, that's really big for me and like following the Lord is just always examining how Jesus walked and how he followed God. Um, obviously he's like the perfect example of a follower of God and an obedient child. And one of the things that he would always do, it's multiple times in scripture 
is that he would often withdraw to a desolate or isolated place and he would pray. And um, that is something that's so beautiful to me that I, I want to prioritize more. Um, the Bible says to be praying literally all day long. Um, but the fact that Jesus, you know, would would perform miracle after miracle after miracle all day long, probably wouldn't get home till late, probably wouldn't get to bed until late. But then he would still wake up at the crack of dawn before the sun had risen. And he would withdraw to a lonely place by himself. And he would spend time with his father. And so I think one of the biggest things, just, you know, using that as an example, which you should always examine your life according to scripture. <laughs> always, always, always. Absolutely. Um, and so one of the things that I do that just kind of goes with that, where, you know, I feel close to the Lord is just spending time alone in his presence. And whether that be in prayer, whether that be in the word, reading the Bible, whether that be in silence or worshiping, you know, just spending time alone in God's presence and just sitting with him. I mean, that's like one of the most incredible forms of intimacy where you're just, I don't know, I, I, I kind of use it as like, there are certain people like I can't be quiet around. Like there's maybe a total of five people in this world that I can sit with and neither of us are talking. We're either just sitting there or doing our own thing and it's comfortable. It's a comfortable silence. It's not an awkward silence. And I think one of the most comfortable silences is just sitting with the Lord because it allows him to, or doesn't allow him. Ugh. I always say that phrasing. I never mean it the way it sounds, <laughs> but it just, it's you repositioning your heart to hear the Lord speak into you. And especially when you're in the word, reading his word meditating on that it's just a time in which the lord is is going to speak to you and you have to be expectant in that oh, i feel so good after having a conversation with you <laughs> i'm just so glad that you've been here with us i'm yes. so glad that everyone can hear um just some wisdom from you um so just to close us out callie i'm gonna ask you to pray yes. is that okay i would love that awesome so if um, everyone could just pray with us bow yeah. your heads close your eyes wherever you're at um, dear Lord, we just thank you so much for um, the Easter season and for what it means, God, that um, today, it's Good Friday, meaning today, the, so many years ago, um, Jesus was crucified on a criminal's cross, declaring it is finished, that we are covered by your grace fully. Um, and Lord, that is where our debt is paid. Our slate is wiped clean. Um, and so, God, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for what it means for us. And I thank you for what is to come on Sunday, what we're celebrating on Sunday, that Jesus is resurrected, that he didn't stay dead, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, he walked out of the tomb. And that empty grave is proof that he is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that truth. And we thank you that we're able to celebrate this. And God, I thank you for Taylor and just for this time to have a conversation of what it means to be a Christian, what it looks like to follow you faithfully. Um, Lord, it's such an important topic to touch on. And God, I just pray for these listeners that if they would get anything from this, Lord, that it would just be that you're for their good and you're for your glory. Um, that is just such an incredible truth that we get to cling to. And so God, I just pray that you would use this as you see fit, that um, you would use this according to your will. Um, and Lord, we just love you so dearly. Um, and we just pray for the episodes of this show to come. Um, so Father, would you just do a work in us? Um, and would you just use us? And we love you and we praise you. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.